Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Delicately curated long form discussion of The Mandalorian brought to you weekly and weekly and sometime increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, nailed it, and Jasmine. Good morning. I have not done the intro in a while. Yeah, it uh, shows. And then I threw myself off by switching it up with Mandalorian. That'll do uh, it. And that's That'll do what it. happened. Um, welcome, friends. To let's see, what could we what could we possibly call it except a morning Mando? You can only call it a morning Mando. Usually, we record on a not Sunday morning, but today is a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode is coming out later today, and this isn't uh, this isn't one of those brunches that you hear the the no. libs talk about. No, no, no. You know, this is <laughs> this is actually. It's 9.30 in the morning. Well before brunch. They kick you out of the brunch restaurant. Yeah. They'll let you walk in, but they'll kick you out. Yeah, come back in an hour and a half, and then you can have some brunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, we wanted to talk about some Mando. This was the only time that we could do it. Uh, so you're getting a morning ep, fresh ep. Very fresh. Very fresh. I feel like... In hindsight, it would have been great to have like some uh, morning, like Good Morning America type music playing as the intro instead of the Mandalorian theme. Yeah, if I had thought about doing that, I would have gotten up earlier and done that. Mm. <laughs> um, instead, I got up early at eight o'clock and I watched uh, clips of the Eric Andre show instead. So that's what I did. What can you do? No, so the listener can just imagine in their heads, yeah, a funny thing that didn't happen, but just imagine a really funny thing happened. Yes. Uh, okay, so we decided we didn't want to talk about one Mandalorian episode a week because that's just like eight straight weeks of us talking about the Mandalorian, which is fine. But we wanted we wanted to talk about other things too. So we're gonna do two episodes. Per. But if you're watching the Mando, you don't want to hear us talk about it every week for eight weeks. Exactly. You don't want to hear that. So we're just going to do every two episodes and combine them into one of yes. our podcast episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so there will be spoilers for two episodes of The Mandalorian, The Passenger and The Heiress, right? Yes. That's correct. Right. So we're going to be talking about those while they are playing in the background, probably. I think we're all watching them. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted because I'm just watching The Mandalorian, which I'm realizing is every bit as enjoyable with the sound off just because it looks great. Oh, right. Same. Great looking Might show. be better. Might be better with no dialogue. It's been like it's been a while since TV has been on the same level like storytelling wise is like the prestige or as like as like movies like with a prestige boom from like the mid 2000s uh but i feel like this show is the first one to feel like 
on the same level technically and like visually as movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong about that? No. Y- yes, but no, you're not. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> um, well, I'm just thinking like I, as much as I enjoyed things like Lost and I enjoyed Heroes. Like I, I like those shows, but they look like TV oh, shows. Oh, sure, okay, yeah. I mean, and like they feel like they had the budget of a TV show. I don't know the you know enough about Game of Thrones to make any judgment there. That's, when I see like clips true. of it, it looks like uh, a movie, but that's also HBO. It was like the most popular show yeah. in the history of television. Yeah, that's true. This kind of yeah, I guess you're right. That was that was one that was more like movie like visually. Than TV like, I mean, there's a lot of very good looking shows, but when I think of like shows that are just like visually astounding on TV right now, I think of like, like the like Vince Gilligan shows, like Better Call Saul, yeah. or something where they're not really going mm-hmm. for Hollywood every week, but it, it still looks like a film. But this is the mm-hmm. first thing where there is a distinct picture that the audience is going to have in their minds of what Star Wars should look like. And if it looked like a cheap version of that, it would be super noticeable. Right. <laughs> and it, it doesn't. Right. And I think I, also because we, we've gotten that before, like with the Ewok movies and the <laughs> holiday special, right? Like we know what cheap Star Wars looks like. And this, this is not that. <laughs> do you guys like, do you guys remember that, that video floating around a couple years ago of the lost like TV episode that George was going to yes. do? Like yes. during the, the prequel right. era. And it just looked like it. That looked like a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done, but it looked like a bad TV show with a low budget, and obviously, like it was going to have more production behind it if they officially did it. But like, yeah, what we got looked bad. And this show that we have, I think, looks good. I, you know what? It's a bold statement, but I'm I'm going to say it looks good. I'm I'm trying to. I've been thinking about watching Star Trek Discovery just because. It seems maybe like an easy entry point for a for a relative newbie like me, because I've heard that has a like pretty good J.J. Uh, Abrams era Star Trek visuals. But I don't know. I'm talking about things I don't know about, and therefore the audience, uh, there's no way they care about what I'm saying. I don't know either. I have not watched Discovery. Man, oh man. I guess I'll have to discover it on my own oh well that's it everybody that's our show <laughs> oh we did it we did it thanks for tuning in this week and we'll see you next time <laughs> well i want to talk about we're beating around the bush here but i i'm just gonna say it i loved the passenger that's which is episode right. two of this season yeah you're kind of like higher on the passenger than than jasmine and i it's not like we don't like it but like that was your jam. That's right. I'm not a passenger. I'm in the driver's seat, and I'm going full speed ahead, not light speed, because it's broken or something. No, I can't if do I'm it. Remembering. The oh, they can't. This, they can't do it. Yes. Babies will die. As has long been established in Star Wars, babies die in <laughs> hyperspace. So, <laughs> And as we all know, it's long been established that the worst thing that can possibly happen on Earth is for little frog babies to that die. Would, well, here's what would be really bad, is if an egg Ugh. is eaten. Oh, no. I mean, if that happened in real life, everyone would be outraged. You, yeah, you can't you, you can't eat an egg. I'm thinking, like, imagine you go to a store, and there's, like, a whole freezer section just full of, I don't know, 
chicken eggs <laughs> okay but jake imagine you go to the store and you <laughs> you open up the fridge and you like pull out the eggs and you're getting ready to buy those eggs to eat them and you turn and you look and there's a hen watching you <laughs> like what then i think i would feel i'd feel defiant i feel like i'm conquering nature like yeah <laughs> Check this out. No, no. We're talking about... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't actually intend to start with this. I didn't mean to start with it either. It just sort of happened. But, okay, look. There is... Just look. There's been some controversy controversy over Baby Yoda yeah, the, eating the eggs. And what I like, I can understand both sides of it. But I can also see that it's kind of a silly argument. And I'm kind of glad that this next episode came out. Yeah. And everyone's just like sort of forgotten about it already yeah i mean okay so here's the thing there's a very real very emotional part of you know what most women are relating to is you know the infertility factor and how that is a very 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 uh emotional and hard thing to deal with for a woman so of course that's hard to see if you're looking from the Miss Miss Frog Lady standpoint, that's a hard thing to see and react to. But also, Baby Yoda is not vegan, and he likes <laughs> eggs, and we have seen this throughout the entirety of the show. So it it's weird because it's dark humor, and whenever you toss in dark humor, someone's probably gonna get upset by it. Which yeah, is, I mean, we established which is also in- understandable. Like there, it's it's totally. F- like yeah, I I get it, but don't cancel Baby Yoda. He didn't know. Well, he didn't know what he was doing. He's a baby. <laughs> he's just hungry. <laughs> he just wants to eat. And he just doesn't like Baby Yoda. Doesn't get a script. They just set him loose on the set. Oh, just yeah. to see what no. happens. Yeah, just you can't exactly. blame the writers no at all for this decision. <laughs> um, no, no. J- Jasmine just said it beautifully, so I don't really have anything to add. It's yeah. just, but I like I like the point that you said that. You know, anytime there's dark humor involved, it's going to rub people the wrong way, some people the wrong way. And that's totally valid. And at the same time, I did have a little bit of a chuckle when he ate the eggs. I got a little bit of a chuckle, but also I was very angry well, at he's a Baby Yoda. Bad, he's a bad boy. He's being a bad boy. He's not good. <laughs> and he didn't listen when he, ever. <laughs> Here's... I'm just glad that he didn't eat the tadpole. <laughs> that would have been... Yes, very much. <laughs> <laughs> now, if George Lucas was still heavily involved, he would have gone back and reshot that scene and like made sure that Baby Yoda ate the tadpole. Yes. Like, oh, fans don't like this? I'm going to triple down on it. Um, <laughs> my feeling is this. Watching the episode, at first I was like, what a weird decision <laughs> to immediately kind of minimize the stakes of the episode by having Baby Yoda eat the eggs. I mean, it was very darkly funny, especially considering that, like, in the second episode, they show him just eating an entire frog. Yes. Um, he likes eating so frogs. So it kind of made sense. But the whole episode... It's been, it's been established that he likes eating frogs. He's, he's, a, he's frogs. a frog eater. And the, like, in the... Oh, God, I lost my brain. Oh, yeah, the, oh, no. in the end of the episode... Like, the whole conflict is that he eats this other creature's eggs, and it causes this ridiculous spider attack. So I kind of felt like, oh, they're almost teaching Baby Yoda a little 
lesson but then the very last shot of the episode is him eating another frog egg and i was like oh okay i guess that wasn't that's true but in the episode after that he himself is an egg who is then eaten by another creature that is so true true. i actually hadn't thought about that so maybe he'll learn his lesson to not eat other eggs better not and his food attacks him in the that's in the next True. episode. There's like a squid jumps out of his soup and onto his face. It's just re- a whole bunch of reckoning for Baby Yoda. <laughs> He's finally <laughs> Baby Yoda is getting <laughs> stomped on. Um, He's learning his lesson finally. He's finally I, getting what he deserves. That's so funny though. I hadn't thought about the fact that he's literally in. <laughs> basically a floating egg looks like an egg and then that sea creature (laughs) eats him um that is very funny okay that's it for the eggs right let's move on enough egg talk i mean hey look it's it's breakfast time we're gonna talk about eating some eggs hey um i want to talk about the very right now and it looks beautiful the show is great i'm watching the x-wing chase me too oh we're all synced up over here um I love the opening of The Passenger where they're on Tatooine and you just, it's like this very like Mad Max thing where there's these weird uh, scavenger types setting up a trap for Mando uh, and the guy from The Force Awakens who, like the robot looking guy who goes up to Rey and is like, uh, he gets Baby Yoda and I like there's a little bit of almost uh teamwork there between baby yoda and mando where he they kind of like nodded each other like yeah do do the thing <laughs> let's get rid of this guy yeah <laughs> i really like that really funny way it is very funny i love like the 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 cold opens that mandalorian does like one of my favorites from the first season is uh the one where they get attacked by the trandoshans like they're they're going through the the canyon and just out of nowhere the the trandoshans attack and it's like such a cool, it's like one of the coolest scenes of the first one is just him fighting. And they do that again. Oh, yeah. And then just that, like they, they keep doing that. You know, I love that the opening is just like, here's a cool action scene for the Mando. <laughs> yeah. I like it, though, because it really makes the galaxy feel a little bit more dangerous. Like if yeah. it mm-hmm. captures that feeling um, that you actually don't get a lot in Star Wars, but that A New Hope definitely has where R2 is traveling through the canyon by himself and you see all these little like glowing eyes pop out and, mm-hmm. and then he gets you know taken away like that's it's actually not something the movies go for very often but i like that this show is tapping back into that especially with like the fall of the empire like there's all these just gangs running loose yeah mm-hmm. yeah it makes this time period just a lot like we we don't we didn't know what was going on really besides books in this time period and now that we're seeing it it's like oh is this like a really really interesting time period that mm. we just didn't really realize <laughs> yeah i'm thinking yeah i just yeah sorry go ahead riley no it's just i love the little bits of lore that we get like from this time period just like the fact that the two uh Re- republic x-wing pilots are just like patrolling just looking like they're the ones in charge now you know and I, I kind of like those those little bits that we get of like we see how the galaxy is is changing, and also the X wings just look so good. Please give me my X wing show. When am I gonna get my X wing show? They look they they look great. great. They look great. Great. And I I love the chase scene here because you don't get this a lot. I actually can't think of another example in Star Wars where 
it's almost like a cop chase. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Nobody's shooting yeah. at Mando. They're just like, pull over. <laughs> um and, and so it it adds a really interesting dimension. Like from the New Republic standpoint, they want to round up any ex Imperials to get info, to do whatever, put them in that like encampment we saw in Alphabet Squadron. So they're like they actively don't want to shoot down his ship, and that that added a, like an interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah, it like it's it shows the stark contrast between the Republic and the Empire because like the, if that was the Empire, they one hundred percent would be shooting at the Mandalorian and ask questions later. Like they did that in season one. They're like, we're gonna kill you, mm-hmm. we're gonna kill all your friends, and then we'll just take what we want after that. But I like that it it shows the difference of like. The good guys are in charge now, you know? They're, they are the good guys. They are the good guys, but I also... <clears throat> like, the casting is great, um, mm. even though it is a little silly to have Dave Filoni now in a recurring role. <laughs> <laughs> he has him and... Oh, I can't think of the actor's name. He's from Kim's Convenience, which is a very nice show you can watch on Netflix. Oh, um, thank you. Keeping in the... Oh, you're welcome. Keeping in the tradition of uh, comedic actors in this show like they both do not look like cool pilots they both look <laughs> like guys that have been hanging around for a while i mean like no offense but they're like you got two porkins we got yeah going back to the cop thing it's just kind of like two cops eating donuts and then like oh <laughs> crap we gotta go on a chase yes 100 percent. i'm like a little bit behind you guys and i'm just now seeing the chase and it's like this 100 percent could be a movie it just looks so good Oh my god, yeah. It does. It's beautiful. I love computers and computer generated images. <laughs> <laughs> Famously. Famously I love I them. Okay, so the thing that where I was next level excited was this really crazy scene that I, I'm now watching where Frog Lady, who I don't think has a name. Um <laughs> no, Frog Lady. She's Frog Lady. Who speaks in frog, as the subtitles say, which is very funny. <laughs> frog yells in frog. It's very good. Um, the uh, they can't communicate, so she rewires this droid that I think Mando gets in the first season, right? And yeah, it's the yeah. droid from like the the prisoner episode who's fi- piloting. That's him. what it is. Yeah, so that's right. It's the one that was like gonna kill Baby Yoda or something. Yeah. So yeah, they, she rewires the droid like the vocalizer bit so and she like holds it up to her vocal cords like one of those weird like cigarette drake (laughs) things that people have and is able to communicate it's so bizarre i love it it's a great like workaround of not being able to understand someone like like you know in star wars there's Mm -hmm. there's basic and then there's whatever which is like english or like whatever native language you're watching star wars in and then there's hatties yeah. and then like those are the languages but everyone seems mm-hmm. to understand them even someone like chewbacca everybody seems to like after a while understand it's not just han so there's not usually like a, a translation barrier in star wars but what i like about this show is it just adds little things because of course not everyone is going to speak the same language and it just makes the universe feel like more mm-hmm. real i guess it's very cool it's very cool yeah this is what you, you can know? do and like the galaxy is not at stake <laughs> yeah yes you, you know don't have time also, for that kind I of like... thing in the films <laughs> yeah exactly 
I like that we're not on a desert planet and mm. we get the exact opposite of it. I love snow. Snow. It's so I also pretty. love snow. I was I, like everybody was like, okay, this is totally going to be Ilum, <laughs> and we're going to see some Star Killer base, you yeah. know, stuff. And no, it's where the spiders no. from Rebels come from. I guess that's all it is. Kind of glad it's not Ilum. I'd like. I know we've had discussions about this in the past, but I just like I. I don't know. I just. I'm just glad it's just a random planet. I don't need. I don't need. I am I too. Need. I mean, it's too oh, early for yeah, no. first order stuff to even yeah. be happening. Like. There are still Imperial remnants like in the systems that are seemingly trying mm-hmm. to escape to the outer regions, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in the next episode. Yep. But man, I love the visuals of this episode. I think I just liked it because it was so weird. It was so alien. And it was weirdly haunting, like with the weird darkness of Baby Hoda eating the eggs, <laughs> which is just insane. To the strangeness of Frog Lady takes a bath in a hot spring <laughs> and has her little eggies floating around, which is cute, but also very bizarre. And then Spider Attack. I, I don't know if I needed to see a naked Frog now Lady. You did. But yeah, now I, I love now I, did. I have to imagine that this was something they realized on the day, which is like, wait a minute, how are we going to transition between her being naked in a pool? To then having clothes and doing this chase scene, oh, we'll, we'll just like animate in a tongue and have her <laughs> snatching up her clothes and it won't cut away for like two seconds. It just felt like something like, oh crap, we just need a little, like a w- tiny explanation for this. Well, and it's obviously a callback to Jar Jar eating the fruit from the bowl. Clear. And obviously, these are the kind of cycles and rhymes that you get yeah the extra dimensions so now when you watch episode one uh, it means so much have more. this knowledge yeah it'll mean so much more when qui-gon says don't do that again <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh baby yoda don't eat the just... egg this time no no <laughs> riley's behind us i forgot <laughs> <laughs> okay unfortunately now i think that we have to talk about spiders oh spiders yeah. are I mean, I don't like birds. This has been discussed in Discord recently. I am yeah. actually afraid of birds. But huh. spiders, for sure, number one fear. Yeah, I just learned this bird thing. I find birds very unsettling. It's weird. But spiders, I will not rest in my house if I know. Now, to be fair, I would not rest in my house if there was a stray bird <laughs> flying around either. <laughs> but a stray spider, I don't like it. I don't like knowing that. Spiders are definitely gross, and I think when they're more gross is when they are big, and they have a bunch of big red eyes, and they're huge, and they're trying to eat people, and I don't like them. That's my thing about spiders. Yes. I I was going to say, like, these spiders, I don't know, like, Rebels, the animation style was just very, like, Disney-esque and and pleasant, so (laughs) these spiders were in there, but they weren't all that creepy. But I think, like, seeing all the live-action versions, like, the Lothcat was kind of bizarre-looking. Yeah. Like, it did not look just traditionally cute. It was just kind of weird. And then seeing these spiders, they're terrifying. I truly hate the way that they look. They're bad. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Ah! What? What are you talking about? Jake, what are you talking about? No, 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 I'm not okay. Well, I don't understand. Are you are you hearing something? Or like those chirps can only mean one thing. (laughs) I'm getting Twitter alerts on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just had to quickly find some bird sounds. (laughs) 
the way <laughs> the way that baby the puppetry is just fabulous this season but mm. like, the way that he just like kind of jams his puppet hand into the egg and just like smashes it open yeah. is very <laughs> crude and hilarious <laughs> the thing i think i love about how the way this episode looks i'm sure this isn't a new take but it just looks it looks like concept art you know how concept mm-hmm. art doesn't always really match what you see on the screen this looks like they took the concept art and put it on the show Right, yes. which they like literally did. They took like the Empire Strikes Back yeah, stuff, yeah. and yeah. I mean, I f- yeah, yeah, but like it doesn't look like it was tweaked or changed. It's just like they uh, yeah. put everything in here, and it's weird, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was going to say like I think like in the films you see that a lot when you look at the art books and you see like whatever their original intention mm-hmm. for the planet is always gets pared down when the reality of like location shooting sets in Mm -hmm. and like not wanting to have a bunch of distracting stuff going on but i think in this show where it is just entirely like a green screen dome that they're in they can just make it look like the concept art all the time like they don't have to conform to the reality of why ever shoot on location ever again that's my that's what lucas is that's what, he, that's what he was all about. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think he, he was on to something. He kind of did pave the way yeah. for this show, and it's just like, it makes the argument for less, like, a show like this, why like, why, why would you ever shoot on location again when it looks this good? I mean, it I looks know. so good. I was I was just going to say, like, um, like, in The Rise of Skywalker, you know, they, they go to... Um, was it Abu Dhabi? Is that where they shot for the all the desert scenes for, like, Tatooine and stuff? And, like... They used like the like a miniature of uh, of the the sand crawler and all this stuff mm-hmm. like to really make it look like a new hope and everything. You know, it's all like practical stuff. But then you watch this and you know it's like none of it's practical, but it looked just as good as the movie that just came out. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I don't know. You could have fooled me. Mm-hmm. It is getting to the point where I love practical effects and puppetry and stuff, but. They're really doing a good job of combining those things with the CGI backgrounds. Yeah. All right. So we need to hurry up and talk about this episode and probably move to the next one. Can I say okay. one more thing about the spiders? Yeah. Is Ralph McQuarrie the most important man in Star Wars? I think so. I think absolutely. I think Ralph McQuarrie and John Williams. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Ben Burt, maybe. George Lucas is the third most important person. <laughs> it's just crazy that like everything all of his they've used all of his art it's all come back and it's just like he is the reason like his art his concept art is the reason something feels like star wars and they just keep keep bringing all that stuff Mm -hmm. back it's pretty it's pretty crazy that's all i have to say about him i guess no you're right because they they showed some concept art like from way way back of these these spiders that I don't know were they going to show up in Empire or something like yeah I think they were supposed to be on like Dagobah or something oh okay that's cool yeah I mean imagine being so good that even like your rough drafts that were rejected <laughs> years later they're like actually this is better than anything we can currently do <laughs> right like like your art is Star Wars it's not that even that it like inspires Star Wars <laughs> but your art is what makes Star Wars yeah yeah like in the rise of skywalker the whole like sith throne was the original plan for the end of return of the jedi and they're just like oh 
Well, that looked really cool. We'll I guess use we, that. we don't have to. We'll just use that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Let's talk about the next one. Yes, episode three, the heiress is can, so good. It is so it's good. So good. Let me tell you something I don't recommend doing, which I I don't recommend looking at the uh, the AV clubs reviews or comment section of the Mandalorian. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I like the AV club in general, but I you know. I think that they're just kind of in that uh, snobbery. They're they're kind of in that, you know, A New Hope and, Je- uh, and Empire are kind of the only good Star Wars. Mm, yeah. I hate that. I'm <clears throat> done with that. I'm done Get with out that of here too. with that garbage. So anyway, um, I just saw that and they gave this episode a B. And I'm like, if this isn't an A, I don't know what you could do. What can you do? What can you do? <clears throat> Wait, this one? The heiress? The heiress, yeah. B? B. No, this is a chef's kiss. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is chef's kiss. If they had any sense about them, they would add chef's kiss to their rating yes. scale. Here's what I think like critics in general do with Star Wars in particular, but also like other franchises. It's just like they they have the attitude that like I don't want to have to know anything about this franchise. Like, you know, so the fact that this episode introduces a character that started in a Clone Wars cartoon for like kids, it's just like that's what irritates them, and they they're like they want to be able to sit down and watch something without, you know, needing context. It's like the same thing happens with Marvel movies. It's just like, well, I I don't want to have to know anything going into this. This should stand on its own. But it's just like you know that's that's not how. That's not how Star Wars okay. is. Like sometimes you need a little okay. well, a little context. I don't know. Here's my rebuttal. First of all, if you give this episode anything less than a chef's kiss, you're sexist. Second <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, bold words those. Yes. Bold. Second I literally have I have friends. Who do not, they're not, they're not Star Wars nerds. They like Star Wars, but they just like watch the movies once and they're done. They don't, they don't watch the Clone Wars. They don't do anything. They watch this show. They're so interested in these new characters they see that they don't, they don't know who they are. That they end up going and looking up who they are. Because they want to know. I think that gets more people into Star Wars than anything else. I totally agree. You see something in a universe that you don't understand or know what it is, and you want to know what it is, so you Mm. dig into it further. Isn't that how we all got into Star Wars? (laughs) Right, like, (laughs) Facebook moms love The Mandalorian, (laughs) and I don't know what else you need to know other than that. Like, what I think is very good about this episode, uh, that it, it actually alleviated some worries I had about what is you know, Ahsoka, how, how is that going to work for an audience that has no knowledge of Ahsoka? And, like, for this episode, we get Bo-Katan and, like, some Death Watch members, and if you didn't know anything about them, who cares? The whole point is he was looking for other Mandalorians, and he found them. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. It's the same thing with, like, the the first episode. You didn't need to read aftermath to know who this Cobb Vanth was to, to understand didn't. the episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, just, they explained everything no. you needed to know. Exactly. Jasmine yeah. did not read aftermath. But I, I guess what I'm saying, like, I feel like people are like, oh, this introduces a character from this other thing. 
well then it's automatically bad because i need to know something else going in but i like obviously i think that's stupid well i'm annoyed by those people yeah agree i also think also guys we all also have something to say real quick uh Mon Calamari sweater dude. He is adorable. <laughs> He's great. I, I was thinking sweater. watching that, I was like, this guy is gonna be he's gonna be a meme. All of his reactions <laughs> are great. He kinda had some Cobb Vanth vibes going with the little little scarf around his neck. You know, oh, finally what did I some see? Scarf what did I see wars. on Twitter? Did you see uh what's her name? Um Oh god, Battlefront two girl. Oh, Aiden Versio. Yes, um, her Janina Gavankar. Yeah, yes, Janina Gavankar. She puppeteered for that that Mon Calamari. Oh, yeah. That is That's fantastic. Cool. That's not how I would have thought to use no. Janina Gavankar in a Star Wars property. <laughs> to be honest, you know, I guess technically she could show up. She's around at this time, right? Like, yeah, she's like. It's true. Maybe she was already around filming another scene, and they're like, actually, mm. our puppeteer is sick. Can do you we just, even... like, hold this thing for a second? <laughs> do we even have to address just how cute Frog Lady and Frogman's reunion is? Or just, oh. No, I mean, it? it was great. It was beautiful. It genuinely, so like, I, I beamed. My my whole face smiled. It was Also, beautiful. I swear there is more eggs in that container than there was at the end of that last episode. <laughs> Retcon. <laughs> she laid a few on the on the Maybe. journey. I, I thought the same thing. I was wondering, like, are these things like split and form more eggs or something? We don't. We just don't know. We don't know the science behind know. these eggs. For all we know, Baby Yoda is going to have babies later this season after eating <laughs> those. Going eggs. to split into two and become two separate Baby Yodas. And then we cut to these like salty dog, bad fisher boys, and I'm totally on board. Give me the show of like these bad fishermen just doing their fishing. Please. I love it. I like seeing a boat in Star Wars. I love seeing it. Give me like the perfect storm, but with a Star Wars skin. I know, you know, I they're they're starting this this new trend of boats in Star Wars, and I'm I'm kind of into yes, it. Yes, I love boats. I like that it implies I like that it implies kind of a class system. Like, listen, not everybody can afford to go on a ship. Yeah. And ships mm-hmm. they don't go everywhere. Sometimes you need the old the old fashioned way. That's true. Like you could take like a speeder and just go out and fish with your nets and then fly back. But like like you said, it, it does show like maybe some people can't afford a speeder. They got to get this old crusty boat that looks like it's been in use for 600 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say like another thing that I, I think people get frustrated with with this show is the very lightly serialized nature of it. Like the fact that it is just... Every episode is its own thing, and it's a little adventure. It's like, all right, we'll help you get to the next episode, but you got to help us first. And to me, like that is the show. That is just the formula of the show. Yeah. It's been there since yeah. the first episode. I don't know what to say at this point for what else two you seasons want it to in. Be? I mean, yeah, I think I was one of the ones in the beginning who's hoping for more of a of a like uh, uh, serialized thing. More of a serialized thing. You wanted yes. it to be less uh, episodic. Yes, less episodic. But like, you know, after a couple episodes, you realize what the show is going to be. And then that's just what it is. And, you know, you you settle into it. And I like I like it for what it is, of course. I also I also feel like this episode did a really good job of within that context. With just a couple lines of dialogue 
really adding a lot to Mando's backstory in this notion that the is it the way that he's a part of is that what it's called this like sect that he's a part of the way so they kind of imply that like hey like you guys are kind of weird extremist even more extremist than death watch (laughs) and you know it's you guys that have this weird purity thing of never taking off your helmet it's not the rest of us and it's almost like Mando didn't know that there were other yeah. no, ways I don't think he did. to be a Mandalorian. Right. And then he's like, oh, excuse me, you're not real Mandalorians. Bo-Katan's just like, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> please, please go watch Clone Wars and tell me that I'm not a real Mandalorian. <laughs> and then I think that's going to like open the way to maybe seeing Pedro Pascal's face more. Like, if you realize that this is not the way, there are many ways. Yes. That's then, true. Like, maybe we'll maybe that opens the way for him to. Oh gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, to take his to take his helmet off oh, I, a little I bit. I think so. We get to see yeah. his face because I like looking at his face. Yeah, personally. he's got a good face, and I think, um, man, I, I there's so many little things about this episode that are great. I, I was just watching the scene when they're <laughs> they're eating chowder <laughs> at the local restaurant, mm. and uh, just seeing Baby Yoda try to figure out how to use a spoon. <laughs> And also, <laughs> also like the chowder spigot, like the that it just comes out of. Yeah. Yes, that was it's great, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, just like diarrhea's out some chowder into <laughs> Baby Yoda's bowl, and, and it, but it is also there is just an entire squid in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it so much. It's great. I'm very oh, happy. She calls them religious zealots. Yes. Ah. I'm very happy that these mandos look good and they fight well and mm. they it like it looks good like i i'd almost get a little scared you know coming from the clone wars where all these mandalorians look so cool and, and they can do all these cool things and it's just effortless because it's animated and then you know maybe they come to live action and you think well maybe they're going to look like a, maybe a little sluggish or mm. not, not not sluggish but you know not as efficient and deadly and they're just as efficient and deadly and it's great yeah it was a flawless transition from animation to live action with Mm -hmm. with them i think one of my like favorite parts of the episode is near the end when they're doing the heist and so like up to this point every time we've seen mando in a group he's always been like the most proficient the best at fighting he's been the one that everyone else is like watching because he's so good at his job and this in this one he's kind of almost like lagging behind everyone else because like they're just so good at mm-hmm. at their job but like it's it was kind of funny to see him in that position where he's he's not like the most efficient fighter because he's with some real awesome mandalorians here I got a good I got a good chuckle out of just watching him hold a whole bunch of explosives and just run into fire <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked very ungraceful compared it to everything very that ungraceful. like Pokémon was doing. <laughs> it did. It also shows like why everyone is trying to get his armor, his Beskar armor all the time because like, you know, you see a stormtrooper do that and he's dead in 1 second because their armor protects nothing, mm-hmm. but like this armor, the Mandalorian armor, the Beskar, it's actually like good at what it does mm-hmm. and it protects you, so that's why everyone's always trying to steal it from him. Yeah, I mean, he literally has plot armor. That if we're gonna yeah, if we're does. gonna talk about plot armor, but I don't care. I mean, what do you think is gonna happen? You think the mandal the title of the show is gonna die? <laughs> no. So people that complain about that can also 
Get out of here. That, like, this isn't the type of show that, like, the tension doesn't come from whether or not the the main character is going to die. Like, it's it comes from other places. Like, not every show has to be about whether or not yeah. someone yes. will live. I agree. I think that, that those sorts of complaints, like, really have this myopic view of, well, the only way tension can exist is if the hero's life is in danger. And it's like, no, the more interesting thing is like moral quandaries mm, and yeah. like, yeah, it's like a, a Superman uh, comic book or like an episode of the animated show is never going to be about, oh my God, can Superman live <laughs> to the end of the episode? It's always like, oh no, can he save the day while also keeping his morals intact? It's just, I don't like it. I don't like hearing about plot armor. If you ever say it to me, I'm going to punch you in the face. I don't want to do it. <laughs> plot armor. Yeah. I, I just said it to you. <laughs> Pow. Ow. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Katie Sok- Sackoff looks so good. She looks great. We've been having all kinds of discussions in Discord, right. like how old she is, uh, because she looks really good. I'm not sure how old she was yeah, I, in the Clone Wars. I don't know. But, you know. It don't is so weird. 50 year old white men on Twitter that because they say she looks so bad. And this is what happens what? when you. you know, it, it's no. a, I follow her on Twitter. So it like happened a couple months ago. It was it was funny. And she wasn't. <laughs> oh my God. It. She seems like the type to not put up with that. She doesn't. Kind of <laughs> no, she's she's Starbuck in real life. Yeah. She she strikes me as someone like Jack Nicholson, where like Jack Nicholson has never acted in his life. He's just <laughs> yeah. always Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I feel like she's the same, where she's just like always Katie Sackoff and something, which is. I was gonna good. say like because because she did the voice of Bo-Katan in the in both the animated shows, mm-hmm. but um, I never felt that that character was all that interesting. I felt like she was kind of lacking in personality, and then just immediately seeing Katie Sackoff's like physicality and her facial expressions brought so much to the character. Yeah, I think so too. I just rewatched the um the final four episodes of the Clone Wars Ooh. because uh I was just in a mood for more Bo Katan after watching the, the Mandalorian and it's just like I she's I think she's really good in that in in those episodes, but I do agree that like, you know I guess it's one of those things where I, I don't think they had an idea that they eventually wanted to to cast her in live action, but it is handy that they got a live action actor actor to play her because like you know now many years later she can reprise yeah. the the role of of Bo-Katan in live action I don't know mm-hmm. well it makes me wonder like what are we doing with live action cartoon characters like so why isn't Ashley Eckstein gonna be Ahsoka then like she is an actress she has the voice she just Don't needs a prosthetic. Maybe she thing. is. Maybe the whole Rosario Dawson thing was like a red herring. I don't know. I hope it is. I hope it is so bad. That'd be crazy if it was. Can you like imagine the fan reaction if if it turns out it was her in the makeup? And Rosario Dawson's just like she's like a stormtrooper in an episode. And by or fan reaction, I mean Jasmine's head will explode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, she's a fan. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. She is. Well, there, I was also... There's no. There's no way we get Ahsoka next episode, right? I don't know. I think it's gonna happen. I think, I think we're gonna see Ahsoka. There's always the chance with this show that like I'm just trying not to get my hopes up. There's always a chance with this show, yeah, that something will go wrong and like the ship will break down and he has to take a, a detour. But you know, it seems like she's coming right up. 
Wait, wait. If we get Ahsoka, does that mean we get Sabine too? I, or like, I'm also thinking like maybe, maybe Ezra. I don't know. I've been saying that. I know, I, but I'm holding out hope that we find Ezra in this season or the next season of this show. I, I, I want, I want to be surprised by Ezra. But like, aren't Sabine and aren't Sabine and Ahsoka supposed to like be hanging out right now? Well, they were going to look for Ezra. That's what I'm saying. So like, if she is. Just chilling on a planet, not looking. Maybe that means she already found Ezra and he's there with her. Yeah, and like before or after? Well, this is that. This is after because they went to do that like right after the war ended in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because they show Rex. Oh, that's right. In the Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going like right after Return of the Jedi. They were going to look for Mm. for him, so he could be there already. Oh, yeah, God. I think so. Well, now I get worried if she's not with Ezra. What happened to him? <laughs> what happened to baby Ezra? Where is baby? Baby Ezra. Where's baby Ezra? <laughs> I, I think that there are going to be a lot of surprises this season because I, I feel like we've seen 90% of anything they showed in the trailers. That's true. Oh, yeah. Now we've seen like all of the snow stuff and the desert stuff that were in the trailers. Yeah. So who knows what's happening next? We haven't gotten all the snow stuff because there was one shot in the trailers that were like, like troopers on uh, like speeders, like a speeder chase in the snow, and that hasn't happened. That's true. But it's true. That could be the very next episode. We we just don't know. Um, hmm. I I do want to shout out Titus Welliver as uh, the the man Imperial in black bad guy. He's the man in black. He's he's Bosch. I don't know what that show is, but Bosch from I always... Bosch. Bosch of Bosch fame. Um, and Bosch, I was very Bosch. <laughs> they made uh, this is commented upon in Discord, but they, they made these Imperials very pasty, <laughs> like very <laughs> like the underlings, yeah, are real grimy looking guys. But and they're American and they're very American. But I also so there's a bit in the episode nine screenplay that we're writing for the show where I was going to have somebody do that bite into the suicide capsule thing. But I was trying to think like, what is this star Wars version of that? And then in this episode (laughs) is electricity, this electricity. I was like, Oh, that's great. (laughs) Something I like is like, I've, I've seen some people talk about this. Um, like they feel like it's not, it's weird for an Imperial officer. This is just like my head cannon to an Imperial officer to not be a stuffy British guy. Oh, that's kind of true. But like, I kind of like it because in my own head cannon, it's just like the Empire is kind of like scraping the mm-hmm. the bottom of the barrel. Uh, like all the upper management is gone, yeah. and so now they have to like. Oh yeah, they have to get like maybe this dude was just like a stormtrooper, and he's been promoted because they're just running out of out of people. So. Like that's why we're getting all the stuffy British dudes are gone, and we're just getting like whoever to be an officer. I don't know. That's uh, that's yeah, kind of like a that. uh, that's kind of a thing. in like at the very beginning of Heir to the Empire, um, what's his name? Thrawn's right hand man. Oh, Pelion. Um, Pelion. Pelion. Pelion complains mm-hmm. about that. Like, oh man, we lost all the all the good ones. Now we got all these third rate Imperials. That's why we've got all these German officers and American officers and no stuffy British ones. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, and we saw Moff Gideon. 
over hologram. That's right. We did. Oh, and we didn't even talk about like, like 100% we're going to see Gideon and Bo-Katan fight over the Darksaber, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, like, yeah. that's got to happen. What happened there? Because the implication, the implication at the end of the last season was because that he, of the he killed implication. her. Because of the implications, he killed her. But that apparently is not not the case right no so like but it seems like she knew that he was the one who had it or like he was the one she was looking for so maybe they fought before and that's where he got it mm-hmm. and now she wants it back. i want it give it to me i yeah. want to see that showdown i would love to see that showdown yeah. and it was just great seeing baby yoda see the little tadpoles he gets to see Aww. some tadpoles and then he was very sad when he He's had so to leave nice. the tadpoles yes <laughs> doesn't try to eat them which is very nice i don't think so he learned it was so cute they like they had the frog people like showing him how to like pet the tadpole like <laughs> like what you do with an actual baby like okay this is a dog this is how you pet a dog <laughs> this is the, be gentle with it don't eat the dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm still watching through and mandalorian well Man- mandalorians are very cool yeah. that's all i have to say yeah uh, all I've got to say is, you know, season one was good. It was it was good, but every episode of season two has been a banger. I think mm, so far. Yeah, it, it's been straight straight hits. Straight yeah. hits. <clears throat> I'm oh excited. boy, I thought I thought you were gearing up for a segment after I said that, but nope. I have no idea what you're talking you about. Are we done? I think so. I don't have anything Andy. else to say. You did good. I'll shout they out named... to Bryce Dallas Howard. That's a oh, great yes. episode. Yeah. And the ep- opening of the show is a clear callback to Apollo yes. 13, right? Um, yes, it is. Uh, but she's great. She's now directed two of the best episodes, maybe the best episode of the show so far. Agreed. I mean, go girl. Have her have her direct the X-Wing series that we all want. Please let her direct the X-Wing series that we all want. Man, oh man. What a good show. They name dropped Ahsoka just out of nowhere. That's I true. I, I thought they were going to be like, there is a Jedi on a planet. And they're just like, <laughs> like you nope, want to look Ahsoka. for Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go no, find Ahsoka. No mystery here. How crazy. Here she is, Ahsoka. Go get her. Okay. God, yeah. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we All did right. it. Uh, all right. We did Good it. Show. Uh, so this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of The Mandalorian. Uh, and the, and by, by the loquacious, yes. You, oh, oh shit. bye. It got loud. Uh, Riley, Jake, and Jasmine. Hey. <laughs> bye. Gorenson's Scorenson is good. <laughs> forget to mention old, old Ludwig but man that track that plays like on the Imperial ship with Death Watch is so great oh, Very good. Yeah. it's good that's, that's it though goodbye we mentioned it bye bye <laughs>